0: Hey, welcome everyone to this week's topic as we kind of explore the tentacles of fear. This week we're going to dive into a few more of those tentacles, maybe some that you actually struggle with and really that most of us struggle with. So the first one I want to talk about today is procrastination. Now you don't normally think about it that procrastination is part of a tentacle of fear but there are lots of reasons why people have a tendency to procrastinate but first of all let's kind of dive in to think about what procrastination truly is because we all do you know there's this very small percentage like five percent of the people don't procrastinate and they got to be like maybe the ocd people or something but procrastination, procrastination is the act of willfully delaying the doing of something that should be done. Like you're, you're putting it off. You keep, well, I'll, I'll do it. Or, you know, oh, I need to do blah, blah, blah. And you go off and you do something else that's completely different. Now, we we generally all have those things that we don't like doing. It can be di- divided up into our work area. There's things about work we don't like doing. And there's things about, in general, life we don't like doing. There's things like in our home, family life, we don't like doing. Some of those we will put off more so than others. So when does procrastination become that tentacle of fear? It's when it begins to affect your relationships, when it begins to negatively affect your life. So procrastination can become a real issue, not just a, oh, I don't feel like doing that today, I'll do it tomorrow and you do it tomorrow. It becomes a real issue when you're procrastinating to the point that you don't get your taxes done. You're procrastinating to the point where the deadline for the taxes comes and goes. You had to file an extension, and then you do it again and again. So that is really negatively affecting your life, and we'll go through what that negativity in your life and the stress that that actually causes for your physical and mental health and well-being. Because procrastination, am I can be one of those little sneaky foxes that spoil the vine and that's kind of the theme this week we're going to talk about some of those little sneaky little foxes that spoil the vine in other words they they sneak through and eat off all the bottom fruits and chew on the bottom sticks which is what you know foxes do when they're going through I guess down here in the south we might say you know wild hogs They do definitely spoil the vine. But that's another side note. So procrastination has been studied by psychologists and social scientists for a long time. And they've come up with, they've divided procrastination into two parts. So active procrastination is when people purposely put off a delay of action um, because they work well under pressure, Or they want, they need to get these other smaller tasks done and then they'll do the big task. Or, you know, there's a, it's not a procrastination to indefinite, which is, we usually say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really work on, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going, to I'm going to do this tomorrow. Passive procrastination is a type that most people think of where individuals, um, find themselves kind of paralyzed their inability to actually complete the task on time so it really does perpetuate that negative cycle that comes around and comes around because all of you right now I bet you could probably think of uh, at least one thing today that you're procrastinating on because you know we all we all have them you know I can procrastinate going to the store for a long time <laughs> but usually then when I go it's you know several hundred dollars worth because I have to get everything that we've needed for you know a week and then I get everything we need for the next week so I don't have to go back to the grocery store that often it's one of those things that I dislike doing so I procrastinate until oh my gosh okay we're fixing to be out of milk I gotta go so I'll go buy two gallons of milk so I can make sure that I don't have to go turn right around and go back grocery store is one of those things i don't like running to and fro and back and forth with all the time so i bet you're thinking of something right now that you have procrastinated on either work school um, extracurricular activity that you have wanted to do or even need to do i'm supposed to bring you know drinks to my kids soccer team and you put it off and you rush in at the last minute on the way to the soccer team game grab the drinks and head off right so then there's this stress of how much time you have to have to do that and you have to run in you have to get them you have to get them cold all these extra things on top of it because you procrastinate to the last minute now this is not unusual it doesn't mean that your life is totally ruined but it creates a negativity within us that begins to perpetuate this whole negative um, chemical drop within our bodies and can cause quite a few problems. Some of the problems in our bodies that procrastination causes are, and it actually creates insomnia. So um, digestive problems, Uh, muscle tension and muscle pain because we stay under a chronic load of stress because we are chronically procrastinating. It creates all those acute stress level hormones in us that our body has to get used to um, digesting and resolving because you're chronically procrastinating. I found a very interesting stat 74% of people indicated that they um, go to bed later than they had planned to at least once a week with no particular external reason for staying up late except by procrastinating. And those that chronically do procrastination with bed um, apparently is a very common thing you know which it leads to a lack of sleep at least that insomnia it leads to that reduced capacity for self-regulation and consequently because we're so tired it leads to increased procrastination which goes on to um, further our lack of sleep the hours that our body actually needs. Most people don't want to admit, maybe until you're a lot older, but most people don't want to admit that your body has to have a certain number of sleep hours. Now, yes, there are some people that do great on five, six hours of sleep, and that's their body does fine. You know, God made them that way. Most people are not. Most people have to have eight or nine And for some reason, we think that that's somehow a negative personality um, streak that we would have within ourselves, which none of that is is true. I mean, the majority of the people have to have that kind of sleep. So if you're with someone, if you have a partner who, um, a spouse that doesn't take as much sleep, you need to be okay with them and they need to be okay with you because God just made you differently. I had a couple one time with a man, he he did great on, you know, six hours of sleep was really good for him. And he would get up and he'd be so mad and frustrated, his wife, who really needed at least nine hours of sleep. So they would go on vacations and the frustration would just build because he'd have to sit around and wait for her to wake up. And then if she, she got up early too many days in a row, the lack of sleep really began to show on her so we had to go through a bunch of coping skills and mechanisms of understanding how each other works and he would go now out to some and he was okay being by himself he would go out find some really cool place in paris to or france or, or well paris is france to eat breakfast and enjoy whatever and read his newspaper or whatever it was that he read. And then he would bring breakfast back to her and she would be just kind of getting up and she'd have fresh coffee. And so it got to be a positive enforcement for their relationship instead of negative. But it wasn't a, a, about the procrastination, it was about really kind of, you know, understanding each other. But that was just kind of a sad, a side note on a storyline there for you. But many people actually do put off going to bed. And I know that all of us, I know I've done it. And sometimes what happens is people get into the insomnia cycle and then they put off going to bed because they don't want to not go to sleep and then they get upset because they haven't gone to bed and you're too tired to do the things that you need to do no matter what sometimes you might have to have some medicine to break that cycle so then that you can go to bed and you can teach your body this is what we do you have to do some behavior modifications in order to begin to teach your body to go to bed so those are kind of things we'll get into later on this week But I thought procrastination is a common human experience. Now, the goal is to keep procrastination in its proper place so it doesn't become chronic and it doesn't become overwhelming that there's so much that we procrastinated on. It becomes totally overwhelming because that's when the foxes are just running amok and they're destroying all the low-hanging fruit that you might have. And you don't want to do that. So think today about what you're procrastinating on, why you're procrastinating on it, and let's see where it leads you. And let's let's talk about that some more, procrastination. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Soul Lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.